Hey Mavens, welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. We are really excited about the next few episodes coming up. We're on location in beautiful Palm Springs at the Alt Summit Conference all week long. We've met some amazing beauty boss babes and we are excited to be recording with them this week. So get ready and get excited to hear these episodes in the following weeks. We do want to take a minute to say thank you for all your amazing reviews you have given us and would love to hear what the rest of you have to say about the podcast. If you find anything of value in this week's episode or from previous episodes, please take two minutes to rate and review the podcast. Be sure to add your Instagram handle because we are picking a few of you to send some fun prizes to every week. And also, don't forget to join our private community of listeners in our Beauty Mavens Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash beautymavenspodcast. Now let's jump into today's Welcome episode. to the Beauty Mavens Podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. This week's guest is actually from Utah, but we were just barely meeting her out here in California. She graduated from LDS Business College with a degree in social media marketing before jumping into the beauty world as a permanent makeup artist about three years ago. She now owns her own place called The Beauty Studio in Provo, Utah, and a clothing shop called Shop Tabby. Clients travel from all over the world to be worked on by Tabby, including Alaska, New York, Croatia, and Slovakia. It's insane. Please welcome to the podcast, Tabby Castro. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We are just meeting her, like she said, for the first time. So I'm excited to get to know you and to get to know your story because we've seen you on Instagram. And so it's just fun to, like, meet people meet people, <laughs> and get to know, like, what the business is really like. So before we do that, we're going to start our podcast with the high lows. So you just say your high point of the week and then something low or that just sucked. So, I'll start. My high was at Alt Summit. Did you go to Joanna Gaines? I did, yeah. So, Joanna Gaines came, and she did a, she was one of the keynote speakers yesterday. And, of course, everyone loves Joanna Gaines. Like, who doesn't love her? So, it was just cool to be in the same room as her. They interviewed her, and I just love her. She's so, so grounded and down to earth, even, like, with all her success. So, it was just inspiring listening to her that was my high my low was so I'm pregnant and congrats thank you (laughs) thank you um we went we wanted to go to this dinner place what was it called Burba 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 (laughs) it's like this cutest restaurant and it's here in downtown Palm Springs everyone told us to go there and we went and they had like a three-hour wait so we were like okay On a freaking Monday night, like, wouldn't expect it to be busy, but apparently it's like that every night. Yeah, and we tried to make reservations, we were like, is there any time this week when we can come back, and they were like, um, in like three days, we have something at 9pm, so we made reservations, because (laughs) I'm like, it obviously has to be big, and good, (laughs) so, um, 
Anyway, so we were like, we'll just walk around and find somewhere else to eat because we were starving. And we found this little Italian seafood steakhouse thing. <laughs> Should have been our first. It was like seafood steak and pasta. I don't know. And we sat right down. So that also should have been a clue, but it looked good and it was like fancy. And anyways, I ordered this lobster bisque soup, which sounded so good. But when I got it, it just like... It was not good. The smell. Like, I literally <laughs> had to put a plate on top of it and I was like, I can't eat this. Like it was just... and But I got a caprese salad and that was pretty good. But it was just like a bust of a restaurant when we were expecting a really good one. So that was my low. Yeah, that was low. Okay, my high is the opening pool party was super fun, and they had an ice cream cart, (laughs) and they had this whole, like, full table filled with, like, seven different types of fruit water, and you just got to pick whichever one you wanted to fill up your water bottle, and that was, like, it's just, like, the little things that get me. Like, give me all the different flavors of fruit water, and I'm happy. But the fruit water actually tasted, like, did you go to that? The fruit, yeah. It was so good. Like, a lot of times when there's fruit in the water, you don't taste it, but it was, like, you could taste the... yeah. I really liked it. I know, I'm like, I can see your water bottles from the event. Yeah. Yeah. My low was getting ready for this podcast. I texted Tabby like an hour ago. I'm like, do you want to come at 2.30? So then I had to hurry and clean up our hotel room, and I was just running around doing that. Because our room service didn't come. Yeah, our room service hasn't come yet. And I ran into the bed and gave myself a dead leg, and it freaking hurt. (laughs) So that was my low. Okay, so uh, I, I would say my high is... Being here, I feel like it's just fun to, like, get away and do something different from, like, your daily routine. Oh, yeah. And it's warm. So and it's warm and it's colorful and it's just fun. There's yeah. a lot of cute, like, places to visit. Just before coming here, we went to this cute little shop that had, like, all this vintage stuff. Like, bright, colorful, just really, really cute. So, I mean, it's fun just to get out of the daily. Um, oh, yes. But... I would also say my low has been being here because it's like I'm exhausted. Like oh. today, I last night I told my husband, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to like take the day off tomorrow. <laughs> and then like I woke up late. I didn't even wash my hair because who has time to like wash their hair when they're <laughs> here? Like anyway, I got, got ready, made the attempt to like go to one of the lectures and I guess I was there, but I found a friend, and we just started chatting, and then had lunch, then went back to the hotel, and then was talking with another friend, so I've been, ta- I've been a slacker today. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we went to the round tables. It was just a lot going on. It was on. a lot. It was kind of hard to yeah. hear, and so we were like, yeah, so then we went and laid by the pool, and then before you text, like, at like 1.30, we came in here, and I slept for an hour, and it was glorious but I feel the same yeah so tired like exhausted I think to the flight flying in was hard because I had to wake up like I don't know like at three or something and I went to bed the night before like at one or two so I just I feel feel really sleep deprived and like just tired my feet were swollen yesterday Mm. and all my roommates were kidding they're like are you pregnant I'm like maybe I don't know So before we start, give us a little look into your background. Tell us how you got to this point, your story. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I always tell people I got, like, into the beauty industry by complete accident because, so I actually owned a woman's boutique, like a brick and mortar store for almost eight years. And. You did? Yeah. In Provo? 
In Orem. In Orem. In Orem, like uh, right across from the University Mall. Cool. Plaza 1100. Anyway, and so I was there for almost eight years, loved, like obsessed over my shop. It was like eat, breathe, and sleep. That's all I thought about. That's all I did. I was really young when I opened out 16, so it was like my baby. Yeah. And then when I started dating my husband, I knew, like, I would want to go into marriage, uh, like, without the stress of having that, just because I knew how much of a time commitment and just, like, the burden that it can be sometimes to be an entrepreneur. It's like a second marriage. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And so... Um, I decided to sell that, and at the time, I was going to school for my social media marketing degree, and um, I had the plan, or our plan was to um, get engaged, get married, or graduate, and then, like, get married, like, the week after that, and what ended up happening was I, like, closed my shop, and then, like, December 31st, and then I started school for my last semester, like, on the 6th or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I started the semester and, like, withdrew because my sister and my sister-in-law, who are both in the beauty industry as well, they were like, Tavi, like, there's this permanent makeup course at my school. Like, you should take it. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And, like, at the time, I, the, my sister was, like, she specializes in lashes, and so she was kind of, like, there's a lot of money that can be made here. Like, people look down upon it, but it's, like, it's a really good industry. And I, in my head, I was just, like, I don't have the patience to do lashes. Like, I can't see myself, like, gluing one by one. Like, it would just yeah drive me nuts. But she was, like, no, like, it's, like, therapy for me. Anyway, so she, like, sat down with me, the numbers. She was, like, how many hours are you willing to work? How many days are you willing to work? How much money are you w- wanting to make from that time I don't know, we just sat down and did numbers, and she just kind of opened up my eyes, and I was like, I guess you're right. Like, there's money to be made. And my sister-in-law was like, people are always complimenting your eyebrows. Like, you should look into doing permanent makeup. And when I look back, I laugh because I realized I was probably really, like, overdoing my eyebrows. <laughs> they were pretty bold and intense. But I feel like it was also at a time when, like, brows weren't a thing yet. Yeah. Like, it wasn't this known thing. And so, anyway, I went in toward the school. Um, signed up and withdrew from like my semester at LDS and decided I'd do that. So then I graduated from that. Um, we got married and then I went back that semester and um, finished up my degree. I worked at a marketing agency for a little while while I was doing permanent makeup. Um, so after you took the class, you were just doing it on the side. But, like, carrying um, on with school. And- yeah, I was doing it on the side and working, and, uh, but then I quit to go do it full-time, but then when I went, um, when I decided, because, like, I graduated, and I felt like I should go to, like, go into the field that I went to school for. Yeah. And I had an offer to start with this agency, like, right after, and so... I felt like it would be dumb of me, like, not to take the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I was there for six, seven months. And I was, I I went, I went from doing part-time to full-time to back to doing part-time with PC. But it just, 
I my business had grown so much by then that I like it numbers wise it didn't make sense for me to stay tied down to my agency job um and so I decided to quit that and then go back to full-time once more which was a great move but it was it was I was really torn because I loved my degree I loved what I went to school for and I loved my job like my husband always called it like the buzzfeed because he's like I feel like you just get to go to work and have fun yeah yeah. it was just a great culture um at the agency but it was I, I I don't know for some reason you just sometimes think like well this is what I went and got my degree in so it's what I should do with my life but at the same time I was like but I'm also really good at this and I can still use my degree for this side of my business so like I part of me was like well, eventually, if I want to go back into the marketing world, like, it's going to be hard because social media is always changing. There's always new platforms, new algorithms, new everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband was just like, well, you're still going to be using it, so you'll be fine. Yeah. And then I went full time, and then I've never looked back since. So, Well, this makes sense why your Instagram is so good and why you kill it on social media because I feel like that's unique in where most people that we've talked to in the beauty industry are most like people that came to our summit like their biggest pain point is like how do I build my social media how do I market myself and we've struggled like it's hard when you don't have a business background or a marketing background you're just like I don't know I can do killer services but I don't know how to market myself so that's I'm jealous. <laughs> That's really lucky that I'm, I'm happy you went to school for that. And I totally don't. You feel like you use it all the time now? Oh, for sure. And I mean, there's so so many things that I feel like I don't know again because social media is always changing. Like, yeah, just being here at the conference like has been interesting to learn about different things that people are doing or trying. And like in school, we called it uh, A/B testing, mm-hmm. where you just like you try out two things like I'm gonna take a photo in an orange shirt and then like a photo in a pink shirt and see which one like performs better Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm constantly having to do that um so by no means do I feel like I'm like this crazy professional but um but it's definitely been like a huge blessing in my business so yeah that's amazing yeah I wish I had that background we just had to like watch what everyone else is doing kind of figure it out buy all the social media courses we can find. But I feel like we are finally in a good place after five years, I understand. Well, and media. I feel like that's good. I mean, I feel like you should continue to, like, further your education, whether that's mm-hmm. within the beauty industry or coming to conferences like this or attending, like, a workshop, whatever it is. I feel like there's always room for growth and improvement in education. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, we totally believe that. Okay, so then now you just opened your new studio. The beauty studio. Yes. Love that name. So what was your biggest challenge when it came to that? That like maybe you weren't expecting or was it all roses and butterflies setting it up? In a lot of ways, yes. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. Um, it's so funny because I talked to my sister. She currently lives in Hawaii. She's like my best friend and she's like probably like the person besides my husband that knows more about like my dreams and aspirations she's just like whenever I need a pet talk like that's who I call mm-hmm. um but um sh- she's funny because she's like you're not even a hairstylist and you have a salon I'm like I know it's it just kind of happened like the opportunity just came up I knew 
pretty much that I wanted my own place the day I closed my shop. Like, I always knew that that's what I would go back into. But I, um, my husband was going to school at the time. And I just, actually, so I, like, signed the lease. My brother called me. I was boarding a flight to Denver to go visit my husband, who was doing an internship for Pepsi out there. Mm -hmm. And... And my brother calls me and was like, hey, I found you your salon. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, let me send you a link. So he sends me a link. And I, like, I'm texting the landlord saying, like, hey, I'm on a flight, but I'm really interested. Like, I want it. And she's like, okay, you're serious. I'm like, I'll Venmo you my deposit. Like, <laughs> um, I had, like, my sister-in-law go take a video of it to send it to me. It was like an anime cosplay, which I don't know anything about that uh-huh. before it, before it was a salon. So we had to like change it up completely. And, um, anyway, the opportunity kind of just came up and I decided to go for it, but I, I was actually really hesitant. My, my husband was like, babe, you should do it. I feel like this is what you need to do to like, just take your brand to the next level and my sister, my mom, my dad, everyone kept saying all of this. And I was just like, yeah, but I don't want to, like, because my husband was doing his internship, I, like, just didn't want to tie us down to any specific location, yeah, depending hard. on what opportunities came his way once he graduated. So, um, but he was just like, do it. So I was like, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we did it. And then Shaylin um she actually is like my graphic designer for all pc stuff so she like worked with me to do my logo my website um like my aftercare instructions like just like pretty much anything that's pc related she pretty much has done with the exception of like a few things um but she was also the interior designer for the beauty studio so honestly like when it came down to doing that like she she was amazing like she yeah, there were so many things that like I was like, this is my budget. And she's like, well, we can do this, this ourselves. And I was like, have you ever done a backsplash by yourself? And she's like, no, but we can YouTube it. And I was like, okay. I just trust her so much. Yeah, I love that. So we just took some, some risks. But it was pretty smooth from there, honestly. Like, it was something that I guess was meant to be because it... It all just worked I, out. Yeah, I can't really think of anything that, like... That was like, I don't know, super hard. And it was probably because I had her help. And it was also good because it it was throughout the summer while my husband was away. So I had the time to dedicate yeah. to just getting it up and going. And it probably helped that you had a brick and mortar shop for eight years prior to this. Yeah. Like you've had some experience owning and setting up and all that. Setting up and managing and... Yeah. So I'm sure, like, that you were able to pull from that as well, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. You have a unique story. I'm glad we have you on the podcast. I had no idea. Um, Okay, so you have your new studio, and then you opened up Shop Tabby. Correct. Do you love clothing? Is that why you, like, felt like you needed to go back to that? Okay, so I, like, told my husband, I, again, I, after I closed my shop, I was going to bring it back at some point. Yeah. Um... So when I had my brick and mortar store, I never did anything online with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've thought about it. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have never closed it because then, like, it would be this, like, known established thing by now. But then I'm like, no, like, it served when I had my business. Like, it served its purpose. It allowed me to do so much. Um, 
And at the same time, I'm like, when I was 16, like people didn't like, there wasn't as many resources as there are today. Like I didn't know of podcasts or workshops or, you know, so I never did anything e-commerce with, like I didn't ever had an e-commerce website when I had my shop. It was just a brick and mortar store. And I, I think back to that because I was like, we only had like, I don't know, like 200, 300 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then I think about, you know, just a couple years later, I like finished my education, graduated, and then all of a sudden, like my permanent cosmetics just kind of blew up. So it's, it's interesting, like how the education around you and what's going on, like the culture when you're living, like how that affects your businesses. So anyway... I decided to uh, um, to bring it back just because it was, like, my first love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was good to just, I don't know. I knew I wanted to bring it back, but the, the, the thing that I said I would do differently is that I would just do online. Um, and maybe, like, people have asked me, like, one of the models actually recently asked me, like, hey, like, do you want to bring it back? And I was like, uh... I don't, I don't know if I'd ever have, like, a storefront again. Like, I'm not opposed, but at the same time, it's, like, I really love that we can reach a much bigger audience online. Yeah. So, how long have you had Shop... So, Shop Tabby's a clothing, if I'm sure everyone picked up on that, but how... When did you start that? January 1st. So, and that date was kind of special, too, because, again, I closed my shop, my brick and mortar, December 31st. Yeah. So, I decided to open it on January 1st, kind of, like, to symbolize all of that. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So, what are your top three tips for someone who's wanting to bring on a clothing line? Uh, to just get started. Yeah. <laughs> I, I People will always ask, like, what do you recommend? I'm like, just get started because you never know what you're going to run into once you actually start. Mm-hmm. Like... With the beauty studio, I would have never known that, like, certain things weren't going to work unless I had decided to paint, like, we were going to do this, like, uh, Portugal hand-painted tile thing in the bathroom, and we ended up redoing that bathroom floor, like, 20 times because it just kept not working, and and so you never know what you're going to run into unless you start, Mm -hmm. so just start. That's, like, the biggest thing. But people, so many people get stuck on, like, perfection or wanting to have everything ready. And, like, I totally understand because I feel like I'm a lot that way. But at the same time, it's, like, you just got to start, get your foot in the door, and then go from there. Yeah. Somehow it all works out. You just have to figure it out as you go. You, like, you have to be committed that if you start, you're just going to work through all the hard things. And you're going to, like, if it doesn't work, you're going to try something else. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's, um, in a recent podcast, we interviewed Janelle from Belize Brow. She was saying that, like, one thing that she attributes to her success is her tenacity. Because she's like, I've failed so many times. And there's all these things that I've done that have not worked. But, like, I just try a different angle, and then something else works. And I I don't think she's unique in that. I think that's something that, like, all entrepreneurs face. Um, all successful entrepreneurs make it through it. Yeah, they just keep going and keep trying new things. And even, like, being here, that's what a lot of the speakers have, like, talked about. Yeah, like, if you're yeah. not failing, then you're not really, like, trying. <laughs> like, if you're not, you should be failing a lot in your business. Um, 
Or that you're not really progressing because you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe that's better. <laughs> no, but the, somebody did say if you're not failing, you're not trying, so. Yeah. Um, another thing I was going to say is so many times you get, like, I want to, like, do this thing or there's this idea that you want or this project you want to launch, and but you want it to be perfect, so you're, like, trying to wait to for all the stars to align, and then it's, like, a thousand other people have the same idea, so they're, and they're gonna just, like, launch it, so when you have the idea, like, you can put a little bit of thought into it, but, like, you just gotta go for it, because trends are, like, happening so fast that sometimes if you think too much about it, you miss the boat, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you launch fast and then adjust, you'll be able to survive, but if you wait like she said a thousand other people have the same like I know you think you have a brilliant idea I know you think you're the only one that wants to like put this design on a t-shirt or create this online course but like everyone else is everybody else is thinking the same thing they just haven't made it happen yet so you be the first one to make it happen and you'll be able to take it wherever you want to go and then adjust if you need to make any changes after mm-hmm. so like I feel like that's what's kind of set us apart in the industry or not like set us apart but what's attributed to our success is when we have an idea we go for it and then we make the changes as we go yeah which sounds like that's mm-hmm. what you do as well yeah I, I i think i don't know i talk to too many people my brain's like uh who was it <laughs> i want to say it was my husband who told me like the other day that he was listening to a book or a podcast and it talked about how success is borrowed and it's like success is borrowed and the rent is due every day. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we can easily think, Oh, when I get to a certain amount of followers or when I get to uh, six figures or when I get to whatever it is, you know, like all of a sudden I'm successful mm-hmm. and, or we consider these like coming up to this conference, I'm sure I know I felt at times like, who am I? I'm like this like five one, like Peruvian girl, like, that immigrated to the States, like, who, who am I to go and, like, meet all these other, like, important people, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, like, it can be kind of intimidating to think, like, oh, I have to talk to someone who makes a lot of money or who's really smart or really talented or really beautiful or whatever, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's, like, uh, like, we're all, like, trying our best. We're all striving to be successful in one way or another, and, like, it doesn't mean that we haven't failed, like, there's things that have been hard and difficult, but it's when you're actively, like, trying to overcome those obstacles that you're paying that rent for that day. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like, just going off of that, what we've noticed coming to conferences and events is you do, yeah, it is intimidating, but it's, like, anytime you just, like, get the courage to go up and talk to someone, you're like, oh, like, that wasn't even hard. Or, like, n- even if they're, like, these big you know, big, like, Instagram people or whatever, these people who you really, really admire, who you think are, like, on a, I don't know, I feel like there's, like, levels in my eyes where I'm, like, she's, like, on a whole nother level. I can't. But then every time we go and talk to them, they're, like, so <laughs> nice and so willing to help. And yeah. So people, like, I feel like we, we put that on ourselves. Totally. I had, like, I had lunch earlier today with a friend that I met up with here, and she was telling you how she was, like, sitting next to someone talking and how the girl was, like, you're really cute. Like, I really like you. We should, like, meet up afterwards and – or something along those lines. And 
she's like, then afterwards I got her like Instagram and she has like, she's like at 1.4 million followers. And I was like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's true. Like you just don't know who you're going to run into or talk to, but it's so chill that like there are people that, I don't know, that aren't like, don't feel like entitled to a certain kind of like treatment because of the following they've created the following or, or the success. business. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, people are a lot nicer. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone's so nice. I don't know, especially at these events. Like, I don't know. You just get nervous, but then you're like, everyone's so nice. I think and we, this is why everyone's here is to meet other people. True. That's why you go to networking events, mm-hmm. no matter what status or level or how long you've been in business. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I'm curious because it sounds like with your permanent makeup, like, you were able to grow your clientele fast. That's another question that we get asked all the time is how to build your book or how to fill your books when you have something that's not lashes or that's not skincare, that's not a reoccurring every month. So what has that been like for you? Like how have you been able to fill your books and then keep them full in a very saturated industry? Um, I feel like, well, I love personally that I only do permanent makeup. I feel like specializing in that one thing is one thing that sets me apart. I agree. Because it's like, I I think it, ma- because it's someone's face and it's like permanent, <laughs> I think it makes them feel better to know that they're going to someone that like. That's all they do. That's all they do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely one thing. I think also like furthering my ed- education and taking on multiple trainings and always trying to like do more research and up my game in that sense like Mm -hmm. is huge because I'm always striving to provide the best value that I can for my client because I realize like with permanent makeup one it's permanent two it's an expensive procedure like it's not something that just like you I don't know I feel like most people it takes some like time for them to like make that commitment of like okay I'm gonna go get my lips, my eyebrows done, or whatever it is. So, I think those things have all helped me, um, kind of like, I don't know, have helped me make my mark in the industry. At the same time, I feel like we can get caught up on thinking, oh, like, all oh, my books aren't full, mm-hmm. or I could, I could be doing more, or I should be doing more, or if I just, like, had more followers, I would have more clients. And, like, those things all help. Like, and they're, like, it's not like it's a bad thing. But at the end of the day, if you have a happy client, they're going to go home and show their mom. They're going to call their sister. They're going to FaceTime their best friend. Like, and then they're going to be like, oh, like, yeah, I'm in California, but I'll drive down to, like, see her. You know, I had, like, I remember one client uh, who I had done, like, the sister, her sister and her niece's eyebrows and she was out of state and she was like, I'm not going to anyone. Like I, like I only trust you. Like all of my family speaks highly of you. Like, and so I think, you know, giving your clients that experience is what is going to help you set apart. And like what works for someone may not work for you. Like you may be in a completely different part of the world or your personality is just a little bit different. Like I think embrace your strengths, like the things that you are good at, like embrace them and I think that alone will give you a lot of power. Yeah. 
I like that. Embrace your strengths. Yeah, that's good. Is Are there, like, any, like, specific things that you personally do with each client? You're like, I make sure everyone gets a blanket or whatever. I make sure that I offer everyone a water. Is there something specific that you do to make sure they're having their be- the best experience? Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of everything in every step of the process. I feel like... Um, I offer free consultations and like a lot of times it sucks because sometimes people make an appointment and they leave you hanging. Like I charge a deposit for every single one of my procedures to ensure that most of them keep their appointment. Um, but sometimes it blows because my, um, consultations are free. And so I think it like, because they haven't paid a deposit, it's like, eh, I can bail. Like I don't have to show up, which, you know, as a professional, like you're like, you're wasting my time. I could have made like 600 bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, it's rough, but at the same time, like I leave that free, even though I'm giving up my time because I feel like I'm providing value that way. So those who are curious or who are really interested do show up and then we can go over, go over like their specific questions and concerns at their consultation. Um, so I think that's like one thing that I like, that's one way that I feel like I'm providing value to my client feel like, yeah, I provide, like, drinks, you know, I offer them a drink, I offer them, like, I try to get to know them, talk, there's definitely, um, I send them home with, like, a swag bag, and, of, like, thing, like, from, like, specifically from my brand, so, like, only my clients know, like, or have access to that, um, like, what's in that? Um, so I have, like, a, a t-shirt, a custom-made t-shirt for them, um, Cute. A cute little sock pocket, like so. I like I create an ex- like an experience for them every time they're that. coming in. Um, I offer like free t- uh, their free six week touch up again as another way of providing value. Um, just because it's like I want to see the end result. I want to see my work again. I want to know because that makes me a better artist. Like knowing what they heal to. Um, so I provide that additional touch of for free. Um, so I, I think a lot of times we can get stuck to, like, our numbers and think, like, oh, I want to do this because, like, I'm going to try to save as much money as possible and you, like, cheapen out on a lot of things. But, like, if I have to make another custom T-shirt to make my client feel valuable, like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know? It's worth it. They're going to feel, like, wow, I love going to Tabby because... Like, she made my eyebrows look awesome, but she also gave me all this cute stuff that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be, like, huge, expensive things, but no. um, even we do, with, no, we've talked about this before, but we do birthday gifts, so we, like, get every client's birthday, and then when they come in, we do a lot more, like, lashes and skincare, so they are coming in more regularly, but we get them, like, a cute makeup bag, and we fill it with stuff, and it's probably, like... worth of product like so they're stoked yeah they're so excited and they're like oh my gosh and then we give them like a $10 off coupon or something to come back and it's like no sweat off our back like they just paid for their appointment like you can you know what I mean and they're coming in again and they're gonna tell their friends so it's like but also here's a secret maven tip so a lot of the stuff does come off our retail shelves or things that we have purchased. But also, if we ever go to events where we're getting a ton of free swag and maybe we're not going to use it all, we save it in a bag for things like that. Birthday gifts. Or if someone's getting married, we'll go grab something out of the bag. Things like that that we can just give them a little gift that 
they're super happy about like a, a t-shirt that we weren't going to use or we have tons of makeup bags and just things from other companies like that, bath bombs and sheet masks, masks. Yeah. yeah there's tons of stuff in there so that's a little maybe I tip. think yeah I think generosity is huge um like when I first started out I remember I did a lot of giveaways and like it's not something I really do anymore like I'll do it every once in a while but and, and, like, the, the reasoning behind that was, you know, I wanted to, I realized, like, hey, this isn't something that just everyone can afford, or it's something that takes a little while for people to save up for. So I wanted to be able to provide the opportunity for someone who maybe can't afford it to have, you know, great brows, too. And so that's definitely one of, like, my, like, Tabby brand uh, values is generosity, because I feel like I've been blessed with a lot of generous people in my life who or opportunities that have like helped me and I want to be able to do the same and it's even with Shop Tabby now like um there's something that we're working on to be able to continue to you know provide that value of generosity and help more people beyond just ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that and with your Things that I know that you do different is we've seen your client appreciation parties that you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about those for a second? Yeah. they look so fun. So our very first one was Taylor Swift themed. I love Taylor. I I think the reason why I love Taylor is because, like, I grew up with Taylor. Like, I think we're about the same age. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love how her music was very fairy tale-ish. Which I feel like is a lot of how I felt when I was 15. Mm -hmm. But then it's, like, changed as she's grown and has become a woman. So, anyway, I love Taylor. She's great. So, it was Taylor Swift-themed. It was a client appreciation event. So, I invited all of my clients who I had previously worked on to come. We had um, had it at the Chocolate in Orem. And so we had treats from then, we had food, we had a photo booth, um, and a quick little activity, um, prizes and like drawings and swag bags. And it was just a way of me saying thank you for trusting me to your faces. Um, and then this year we did our Fierce Like Frida party. And then this year I opened it up to all of my following and all of Downey's following, um, oh which was pretty... I was, it was really stressful. I feel like events are always really stressful just because you never know how much to prepare for. Um, But it was fun. We had pretty much the same concept. It was a little, they did, uh, Frida was a self-portrait artist. She's a Mexican self-portrait artist. She was kind of like known as the feminist of her time. Um, And so a lot of the girls like drew Frida or like self-portraits like Frida would have. we had a photo booth. Like, it was just a fun night. Like, yeah. a girl's night, basically. And I'm assuming that costs... Like, events are not cheap. That's yeah. one thing we do know. <laughs> so, I'm assuming that costs some money. But I'm sure that's, like, another way that your clients... That you're building client loyalty and that... Yeah, that's definitely another another way of me being able to just kind of show my appreciation and love for them. And, mm-hmm. and just give a little back. Yeah. And I'm sure that goes a long way on the client's end. I would love that. If, like, yeah, those sound so fun. I'm coming next time if it's open to your following. <laughs> My husband keeps asking me. He's like, "Are you gonna have another one?" Because he sees how stressed out I get, and I'm like, "I don't think I'm gonna have one again this year." And then I do it. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, so fun. 
Okay, so now we're just going to jump into our Maven faves, and it's just where we share our top beauty find. Wait, or... I wanted to ask another question before. Okay, ask your question. I was just thinking, since you do have a marketing background, like if you have something that you could share, like some marketing tip for people in the beauty industry. It could be social media related, it could be like a yeah. website, or like just something that could be helpful from like a marketing standpoint. I'm like, I feel like there's a lot, because um, like a lot of times you can think of branding as marketing, but it's very different. But marketing-wise, I would say your clients are your best uh, advertising. Like they're walking around, they talk, they know people, so you can reach a huge audience with just your client alone. Take care of your client, it's going to go a long way. Um... Also, consistency. I feel like consistency is huge. Like, a lot of times people... It's funny because in my mind, I don't feel like my social media audience is by any means huge. But a lot of people are like, how did you grow your account to whatever followers? And it's like... In my head, I'm like, "Eh, consistency. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like Like, there's no easy way. Like... Obviously, I'm always trying to improve. Like, I'm always trying to learn and grow. And that definitely helps. But, like, if I just stopped and said, like, this isn't working, then it wouldn't go anywhere. But because I don't give up and I keep going. I actually posted a quote just before getting here on my PC handle saying, um, what did I say? Something (laughs) about, um, sometimes I want to give up, but... Then I remember my parents didn't leave their countries for for them to have a mediocre hija, which is which means daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like life is hard, things are hard. Growing an audience on any platform is gonna be hard. But you weren't meant to be mediocre. Like you were meant to achieve whatever you desire. Mm-hmm. I like that. That perspective of that you're honoring like, your parents and all your parents sacrifice because, yeah, like, in our family, our parents have sacrificed so much for us to have, like, a the life that we do have, and so it is honoring them and all that they did by trying to be the best that we can be. Thanks for sharing that. Good new perspective. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back to our main phase. <laughs> so, just, sh- we're going to share our top beauty find or product that you're obsessed with lately. Or it can be something you've, like, used for years. So, I, like, right before coming to the trip, I kept telling my husband, babe, like, I need to go to Ulta because I need to find, I need to get a new eyeliner. And I use, like, the MAC 24-hour brush yeah, eyeliner that they have. Anyway, I went to Ulta and Orm, and they didn't have it. They don't carry MAC, I guess. I swear they did, but apparently they don't. I was going to say, doesn't MAC only, isn't it only carried in MAC? No, because, no. I know I've bought it there before. (laughs) I'm like, I know for a fact. But apparently they don't carry it in the Orm store anymore, or I don't know. And so I was bummed, totally thought, like, I wouldn't get the chance. But then we went up to Salt Lake to have dinner. I saw a Mac store, so I was like, great, I get my eyeliner. And so we walk in there, and I pick out my eyeliner, and then um, the guy that was helping us out was like, "Um, everything in the store is 25% off. And I was like, and then I went from like one eyeliner to like all these things I was like yeah what primer do you recommend what lipstick color do you think would look good and I just went a little overboard but um 
I have never, but I have always wanted to use the MAC, like, prep primer spray. Is that what uh-huh. it's called? Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's called, but the clear, like, bottle that uh-huh. is to, like, prep and set your makeup. Anyway, so I bought one. I've used it here on the trip, and I think it's really cool. So, I really liked it. That's good. Yeah. I'm always, like, looking for a good primer, so that's good to know. Mine is, um... I'm not blessed with beautiful skin like you, <laughs> so I have been on the hunt for, like, the perfect self-tanner. So I got the St. Tropez Everyday Tinted Body Lotion, and it is a gradual tan, but it's tinted so it, when you're putting it on, you can see where it's going on so it can go on evenly. Anyways, I feel like it's going to be able to layer better and... I've used it for the last two days now, and I really like it. And I showered, and like the color still stayed on. I don't think it'll. I don't think one application would last me a week like my other one, but I'm like fine putting it on my arms and legs every day. So, anyways, that's my new find. That I'm. Really I don't think I've about. ever used self tanner. I don't. I, I wonder. I don't know. I feel like I would. Well, you have beautiful olive skin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. I'm like I. I don't know how I would try. Yeah, we'll see. I should try it's it. It's a freaking though. pain in the butt. Yeah, don't it's try. Like, it's not worth it. No. It never looks good, know, but it's like, so worth it. But it, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, my Maven Fave is I've been using it for a long time, and when I was getting my lashes done the other day, my lash girl was like, "What concealer are you wearing?" And I forgot about. It. I've never talked about it on here, but I do love it. So it's the Nars Soft Matte Complete Concealer, and it comes in a pot, and. Maven tip, you want to go, like, three shades lighter than your natural skin, so then your eyes are super bright. But I feel like it stays on all day. It actually does cover. I hope it looks good right now as I'm saying this. It does look good. <laughs> but it actually does cover. And then, because I did with the lighter shade, I'm, like, I'm not the lightest, but I went with the second lightest. I can't remember what it's called, but the second shade. Like, it just brightens up underneath my eyes. So that's my fave concealer. Yeah. Yes. I have heard that from a lot of people. I almost bought it the other day, but then I did it. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, and I don't think it's cheap. So it's like 30 bucks for this tiny little pot of concealer, but I've had mine for over a year and a half, and it's still halfway full. So it's going to last you forever. That's the best. Okay. So thank you so much for meeting us up here in Palm Springs and coming on the podcast. Where can everyone find you? So on on the gram, (laughs) you can find me at PC underscore by underscore tabby and then at shop tabby and then at the beauty studio uh with four underscores um website is www.shoptabby.com or www.pcbytabby.com so come hang with me tabby is t-a-b-y t-a-b-y yeah it's short for tabata which is tabatha but no one ever calls me that everyone calls me tabby so tabby's cute they're both cute a really pretty name okay maven so check her out on instagram and while you're at it be sure to check us out at beauty mavens collective and we'll see you next week xo beauty mavens